Hi. <laughs> Long time no see. Yeah. Tell me about your life. What's new? What's going on? I've been like home for like so long. I haven't gone anywhere or done anything because I was sick all week. Oh. And um, now I have this weird voice thing. I'm like, oh my God, I have to talk for two hours. And... <sighs> I'm fine. This is a short just... episode. <laughs> is it? I didn't notice. I was literally making notes themes. as you were texting me. I did not finish the episode to make notes, so we'll have to just, I'm just going to let you run with it. It's okay. We're I'll running. Watch it. <laughs> I'll watch it at the very end. So my notes are shit near the end for sure. That's okay. Uh, regardless, my life is fine. I'm just, I'm going back to work obviously tomorrow. Okay. Back to my regularly scheduled programming. Uh, the play I was volunteering for was canceled this weekend because the main actress has COVID. Oh no. So we have to do an extra performance this week coming up and we're closing the show this week. So it's like kind of a busy week. Plus I'm trying to get these fucking decorations done for this market. I want to see them. I'm trying not to stress about it. Well, I don't have any finished, finished, finished ones, but I'll show you the front. Okay. They're going to be so nice. Did you end up doing those things from the Slovenian um, winter festival? They yes, like that's giant... what I've been doing the whole time. What are they called again? Purenti. Yes, that one. Anyway. I still have to cut his ribbons. Holy shit, that looks amazing. You have to post that on our Instagram. I have to cut the ribbons. But they're really cute. And they're so cute. And jingle bells on them. Are you selling them to other people? Like how much are you, how much can I transfer you? And can you save me one? Oh my gosh. They it look amazing. It is a lot of work. I've taken on way too much. And my goal is to have a lot of ornaments because I want, I want it to look very abundant. You know, when you go, yeah. and to see a lot of them and just like, wow. Like I want it to be like, what, a, like a crazy display of like festive kind of stuff. You know? How will you display them? Are you going to bring like a Christmas tree and then hang them on them or that's what Greg wanted to do. But I didn't want to like kill a tree just to hang some shit on it, you know? Fair. <clears throat> okay. So I'm going to get him to build me um, just three pieces of wood, like triangles. Yeah. In three different sizes. So I'm going to do like a tall, narrow one, sort of a fat one, and then a medium one. And they're going to be on the table. And I'm going to have hooks like with the ornaments hanging from them. So it's going to be that like. That is so cool. That's my plan. I'm going to have lights on the table and maybe some fake snow. I'm getting a, a banner made, like a vinyl banner I can hang from the table. So it says like the name of the business. So I'm going back to work November 1st. You're going back to work? Yes. <laughs> I'm running out of time, Kelly. I'm also running out of time. Brittany, that's terrible. I know. I'm so it's sorry. Horrible. Thank I'm you. I'm so sorry. I mourn the uh, freedom. Jesus, that was fast, eh? It was so fast. Wayne is taking steps now. He is like, God. Yeah, he's barreling toward being a one year old. So I'm like, 
Oh my god. Uh, anyway, that is but so you saying running out of time for November twelfth. I'm like, oh god. But November yeah, but it's not a lot of so time. Like, I'm gonna have to be up late no, at night, not. just like an <laughs> just an old lady. <laughs> my little one person sweatshop over here, you know. Your your boss is yourself, and I know they're, they're a slave driver. This fucking slave driver, exactly. <laughs> Just terrible. Oh well, I'm gonna God. see if I can actually do this while I'm talking to you about this episode. Okay, let's do it. And I may have to lean out. on you rather heavily, but things That's are okay. okay with you. Yeah, things are good. Um, I <clears throat> we went to Mark's sister's house to drop off a gift and say hi to her niece yeah um and we're just about to leave and i was like oh i should put the dishwasher on uh-huh and uh it had an error code on it and i was like oh i come out to the car i'm like mark the dishwasher's broken it's it's not working turns out wayne is a very tall little guy and he can reach the buttons of the dishwasher mm. he happened he presses them all the time which is fine because I figure he has to hit a certain combination of buttons to actually start it. So I'm like, okay, it's whatever. But he hit two buttons at the same time. So the code was CL, which means okay. child lock. Oh, so irony. child locked me out of our own dishwasher. The irony. <laughs> Look what he did to you. I know. I was like, what? I got into the car. I'm like, Mark. The dishwasher's broken. Anyway, it's not broken. Everything's fine. It's running now. All good. But um glad to hear it. Yeah. No, I, I yeah, we're doing well. There's no, no complaints. <laughs> Just putting stuff away here. All good. How's it coming along? Is it okay? It's okay. Yeah, we're just um Has he like started daycare yet? Starts daycare on November first. So I'm gonna go part-time back part-time November first. His birthday is November eleventh, so I'm going to go oh. back full-time November 14th. Um, but then this just gives me a chance to, I said part-time, although I intend to work full-time. It's just like a lot of kids have trouble. I've been told a lot of kids have trouble transitioning to daycare. So I don't want to be running in and out of the office and being like, yeah, this is me full-time. So Yeah. You think you get what? special accommodation given the fact that you're related to somebody who works yeah. there? Not always. <laughs> wow. Wow. Unfortunately. That's okay though. I wouldn't want to take too much advantage, but it would be It's not taking advantage when you have to take <laughs> care of your kid. True. Well, we um the girl who had replaced me, like the girl mm -hmm. who took on quite a bit of my work. Yes. Actually quit it back in July. Oh, so I heard I had, this. Yes. So I had intended to take off till January, but we have modified our plan. So. Oh. That's okay. That's terrible, Brittany. Screw that lady. <laughs> no, but like they can't anyway. It'll all work Shit. out. I hope okay. so. Do you want to talk about the truth and the lie? Yes, let's. welcome. Welcome everyone weave. to Swimcast. Have we what? Sorry? <laughs> I was I was gonna try to use a play on words. Please stop me. <laughs> <laughs> There's this has so many twists and turns though. Jeez. Holy Louise. shit, I got fucking uh, whiplash, man. 
Oh my God. This episode is too much. It is a perfect combination of like mm. humor and just, oh my God. Well, mm. we're going to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. So let's welcome everyone to this episode of Squint Cast. I'm, Brit- I'm Brittany. <laughs> I'm Kelly. <laughs> it's almost Halloween. <laughs> ah, and today we're going to talk about the, uh, Episode five of season two of Bones called The Truth in the Lie. But lie Ooh. is spelled L Y E for just to clarify. Ooh. Okay, well, should we just get yeah, them just started go. with this Start big it off, scene? baby? Yeah. <laughs> do it. Um, so do you wait, you watch with you always watch with uh subtitles, right? So the subtitles for this episode, like they start out with mattress bouncing, <laughs> uh, moaning. <laughs> so we're, we are walking through a hallway and we get into this bedroom and Booth is mm. out of breath and clearly just bones someone. And look who it is. It is Booth's ex, Rebecca. Ooh. Ooh. Um. Yes. Oh my god. Anyway, he's wearing tidy whities Like, skip ahead. Of course he is. So he, the, what stops, it is perfectly timed. They're finished their coitus. They're post-coitus <laughs> laying there. And, like, the second they're done, he gets a phone call, of course. Yes. Because why not? And of it course. turns out that he needs to be at a crime scene. So Listen, he took the phone call, okay? So that's saying something. <laughs> because, you know why? Why? Okay. I have a lot of problems with the timeline going on here. So she says that she has to go pick up Parker from school. So that's why she has to leave. And he has to leave because he's got to go to this crime scene. So is it afternoon? It it is like three o'clock. Yeah. And they're both boning. What does she do for work? We're going to talk about this because I have many, many questions. (laughs) First of all, second, there's nothing wrong with a bit of afternoon delight, Brittany. No, there isn't. Afternoon little... sex is probably my favorite kind of sex. <laughs> um, it's the most I... irresponsible kind. <laughs> I think that some people call it a map, a mid-afternoon plow. Oh my god, who says that? I heard Jesus. that Clinitza, actually. <laughs> of course they did. Anyway, yeah, okay, we're going to talk about that a bit more, but <laughs> not about the afternoon sex. We'll talk about Rebecca. But yes. <laughs> anyway, so these two are boning don't worry for anyone listening drew is currently out of the picture rebecca and booth are rebecca and drew are taking a break who cares if they he wasn't out of the picture well it it would actually be much more entertaining for our purposes but you know just for like monogamy Mm. Mm. Um, for monogamy purposes for monogamy purposes so he's like rushing around and then while he's in the bathroom uh rebecca decides to pick up his cell phone his when phone he rings. gets a call yeah and he's which i thought was ridiculous she's like um agent booth's phone like thank god it was brennan and not his no. boss yeah no. anyway she's very confused she doesn't understand why rebecca is picking up the phone mm. and then i don't finds out uh, yeah i don't get it either i'm with you bones anyway so no, he cannot give Bones a ride. He's going to have to meet her at the crime scene. 
there's a lot of confusion and then we are at the crime scene i think that's basically that whole scene it's a little awkward (laughs) well booth is really embarrassed or he's really concerned about what brennan's going to think about the fact that rebecca answered the phone it seems yeah which he doesn't say to her like why would you answer the phone he he doesn't seem to have a problem with that but he is worried and it is very clear that he's worried because in the next scene they're walking onto the crime scene on this this construction site yeah and he tra- he starts trying to justify why why she answered he was there why she would answer the phone he mm-hmm. gave a comic to her to for for parker yeah she's like i'm sorry i i did like i don't care <laughs> she doesn't care but also like what was i gonna say about that shit ah i was i it just i sorry no. i just lost my train of thought i no, that's okay i was just thinking um he's gonna be embarrassed about but brennan thinks about he him being with her and then walking on the court no i don't remember go on that's okay i lost my train of thought well you can always remember later and we'll just circle back later we'll talk about it later it'll come up i'm sure it'll come up so these two are walking onto what looks like a condo under construction Mm. which is a little bit odd i consulted with my electrical my my husband is electrician i'm pretty sure we talked about this on the show he cannot join us right now but maybe later maybe um but he had comments and one such comment is i can't say it now actually otherwise it's a spoiler we'll talk about it in a minute anyway so it's under construction no spoilers (laughs) no more spoilers (laughs) um they end up in an unfinished bathroom there's a bathtub like a 10 year old show i I can't help (laughs) can't help it i'm gonna spoil everything for anyone who hasn't watched it um yeah this bathtub is filled with like this deteriorating corpse in some sort of chemical combination like it's just absolutely disgusting this body looks like it's sludge basically so graphic so disgusting and i just want to mention this like the third or fourth episode that finally like it's like i always mentioned this in season one too but like no one ever reacted to the smell of things and it's the third or fourth episode now that finally someone's reacting so booth is the only one who seems to react yeah smells now so thank god he actually has a mask like he brought a mask he was like oh yeah Yeah. and like lightly puts on the mask to take a breath you're totally right like there are so many there were so many there have been so many times in this show we're like it is clear looking at this crime scene it it, it must reek like because oh, not yeah. only in this case like it's a corpse but it's also in chemicals, chemicals. that can't Definitely. smell good no um, i can imagine it stinks like it uh just the thought of it actually is kind of making my stomach turn yeah it was pretty nasty so for those of you who are listening to this instead of watching the show congratulations you didn't have to see it (laughs) (laughs) um so brendan and booth are kind of talking about what's going on here they kind of they state the obvious that obviously there was a body dumped into this 
pool of this bath of chemicals. And this guy, Pete Valero walks in, um, who appears to be, I think that he's the development, the contractor, the development contractor. Um, I have no idea. He's like the lead on this project, it would seem. So Mm. the second he walks in, this guy, like you said, actually reacts to the smell and also what he's seeing, Mm. turns around and pukes in the sink. Which Brennan is like, um, okay, there could have been evidence in there, but sure, I guess you're puking, so that's fine. <laughs> um, this guy is like so up in arms about the fact that Booth and Brennan want to take this bathtub with them because apparently this condo that they're building is government housing and he wants to cut as many corners as possible, keep down his cost. Um, so basically he wants to have them remove this body, I guess, and then wash it and give it back to him for the next tenant. Listen, no. those cast iron enamel tubs are amazing. Yeah. And they last for hundred like hundreds of years, those things. So I don't I don't see anything wrong with that, actually. Like, yeah, if you clean it, it'll be fine. Well, I know you think I'm crazy, but honestly, those I don't. tubs are not cheap. Those at, tubs the very, at the very, very end of this episode, we have one of our cast members <laughs> sitting in one of them. So, and they <laughs> had cleaned it. So it's probably, you're right. It is probably fine. <laughs> it's actually pretty fine. sanitary when you think of it. I guess, yeah. Cleaner than. I know it's hard to believe, but. Well, it was quite clean. So, but this guy. Yeah. This guy is showing up. This is kind of where I have a problem with the time. This guy's showing up at three o'clock. Okay. Mm. Apparently he had a root canal, so that's why he's late for to, late to come there. But okay, I'm presuming. I'm I'm just assuming. So around, let's call it around three o'clock. So when Parker's getting picked up from school, mm. I would assume that this crime scene would have been discovered at like seven in the, in the morning, morning. Exactly when the construction workers walked on to site mm. and saw it. Although if it's a condo, maybe they weren't on that floor. But it just occur it just is odd to me that your average construction worker starts work at seven. So eight hours later, the police are finally getting there. Does Mark know the answer to this? Like if it's a multiple floor kind of situation, do they just focus on the floor that the foreman tells them to, or do they actually go, does someone go around and check out the whole uh site? Like what what is the case? What what happens? So Mark didn't comment, but I just live beside the building of a condo, so I have kind mm-hmm. of an idea. Right. Um, it seems like different trades work on different floors at different times. So okay. every floor, it depends on how tall the building, I guess, would be. But like if the building's not that tall, then yeah, every floor would have someone on it, I would think. But right. if this is like a huge tall building, then maybe, yeah, you're right. Maybe there I were agree floors with you. that weren't but maybe yeah. it's far away. Like maybe they had to drive yeah. a while to get there. Like maybe because like they found the body and then it's like, but then, yeah, then they got to get people there. I don't know, Brittany. Okay. Booth had to finish having sex. Oh, I don't know. (laughs) I'm, I'm lost now in the, the vortex (laughs) timeline now, because I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. You're right. Because if it was discovered at 7am, we would have been called at 7am. Well, that's the thing. And he said that there's, and this guy, Pete said that he, that he has over 200 workers on this site. 
Yeah. So. Plus. Yeah. Plus, 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 anyway, plus, plus. I have problems with the timeline, as I always try to have problems with the timeline. Was she? But... <laughs> did she get a call to pick him up at school? I don't think so. She was just or saying she, she just had to, had go to pick go. him up from school. She had to go pick him up. But she didn't have necessarily have to go right then. Maybe That's she. That's true. Maybe it was just an excuse. Over. Maybe it was morning delight. I don't know. Could be. Could be. I want to know, know when was Booth? When were Booth and Rebecca having sex? Anyone? 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 <laughs> moving so on. This, what's the next thing? Moving oh. on. Sorry. So. So basically, Brennan, because she has no filter or any desire to care about what other people are thinking, um, decides to use a pair of tongs to lift some skin out of the <laughs> vat of liquid, at which yes. point this pea guy looks like he's going to be sick again. Yeah. And I was like, I wrote in my notes that <laughs> Brennan starts stirring up the person's soup. Oh my and God. She tells Booth that she needs the whole tub back at the lab, but she needs it there pronto because that guy's dissolving like by the second oh my god which you can even like just so at the very end of this scene they actually zoom in on the tub and it bubbles i know that's so cute so gross this season has been like the most graphic by far oh yeah so crazy how like the special effects are (laughs) hilarious but yeah so after that we have our we have the credits Okay, scene three of yes. 26. So we're back at the lab with Zach, Angela, and Hodgins. And this tub of disgusting goo and body is being lowered onto the platform. Right. Oh, so gross. Hodgins seems so excited. So excited about this body. Because I guess he's the slime guy and this whole body is basically slime. Um, Angela says that she needs a composine which is apparently a drug used to control severe nausea and vomiting. Okay. I didn't hear that. Anyway, so they're looking at this body. It is super gross. Zach is going to go get a video camera, and he's also supposed to be getting some sort of sifting device. Um, Cam is trying to keep it together, get, get everyone to keep it together because it's gross. And then they get into this. So there's a body there. Okay, yes, yes. Everyone's looking at it. Yes, body, whatever. So then they beautiful mind us. Okay. Suddenly they weigh this oh God. tub filled with yeah. liquid. Oh my God. Yeah. Which is 542.13 pounds. And I'm not going to get into all the details of where they go. But then they go back and forth. Then Brennan makes a comment about how much the tub weighs. Cam makes a comment about how the capacity of the tub would be a certain number of gallons and number of pounds. And then Hodgins is like, well, it's about two thirds full. So all in all, this guy must weigh around 160 pounds. I'm like, 
what? <laughs> that is insane. That's so cool that they could do that. Anyway, I just. I didn't write sorry. any of this down. I just want you to know I have no. <laughs> It was this is a me lot of and my numbers obsession. Yeah, you are obsessed with numbers. So I just was like, okay, I don't give a shit about any of this. Like, this weighs this much, that weighs this much. Therefore, blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, whatever, science people. It Regardless. was so cool. So Angela <laughs> asks at this point whether or not they'll be able to determine if the person was put in there alive or already dead. Cam yeah. wants them to focus on who it is. Brendan starts in on this sort of argument with Cam about how finding out what happened or how they died might lead them to who cam claps back brennan claps back there's like a little bit of this like little power struggle again there's a little tension yeah and angela and hodgins look at each other in this moment they are rolling their eyes so hard <laughs> just like the angela and brennan were in a last episode or two episodes ago whenever cam and brennan get into it People are just so over it. People are tired yeah. of their arguing. So stupid. I just feel like everyone is over this power struggle. Like the power struggle. Yeah. I think that, oh, I thought oh. that they resolved this and it's really frustrating. Well, yeah, exactly. It is also really Cam calls Cam calls Zach old McZacky. And I thought that was hilarious, <laughs> especially because he brings suddenly brings a pitchfork. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it was like he the brings, perfect farmer nickname. <laughs> he brings a pitchfork in to sift out all the remains from the tub, all the gloop. He starts like picking up all this gloopy matter out of this bloody chemical filled tub. It was the most disgusting. Oh, it's disgusting. But that's okay. Yeah. Anyway, Brennan hands Angela the very top of this person's skull, asks her if she can do a reconstruction. I wrote in my notes, how? <laughs> how is she going to do this? Literally, it's like an inch of the very top. It's like, just it may hair. As well be, it may as well be my scapula, you know? Like, yeah. Jesus. No, it's not going to help. And we find out something very important. That this person, well, Brennan jumps, starts jumping to conclusions, thinking that the victim's elderly. Yeah. Um, which Cam is like, oh, that's a jump, which is funny because normally it's the opposite way. Yeah. Where Brennan's always insulting her for jumping to conclusions. But this person has a hip replacement. Uh, Unfortunately, because of all the chemicals, the serial numbers rubbed off or dissolved off. So I know, that, that is not going to help them. Not going to be great. Also, I don't know yes. if anyone else will find this fascinating, but the fact that so Cam's big job now yeah. is going to be to take all the fat out of this vat of liquid yeah. and human remains. And apparently by weighing the fat, she can figure out what type of body this person has. That is so cool. What do you mean? Like endomorph? Like whether they're an ectomorph. Yeah, exactly. Oh, wow. So just by weighing the fat on the body, I thought that was so freaking cool. Anyway. Because just... technically, I guess if they so can cool. separate the fat and the chemicals, yeah. Because yeah. what they're doing, I guess the chemicals dissolve like most of the bones or any kind of identifiable... Um stuff right yeah wild, i don't think that wild 
yeah, this episode is really cool how they kind of back into the the victim's identity, which we'll yeah. kind of, we'll get to, but it's it's really cool. Anything that could have identified him, reconstructing the skull, the hip replacement serial number, like none of that is going to help them. So they're kind of backing into who this person was using different yeah. techniques. It is so freaking cool. I really I love this episode. This is my favorite episode of season two so far. So <laughs> just make me calm down at points. All right, all right. <laughs> Okay, the last back. one was your favorite, so it just I gets know. better and better. But go on. This is my next favorite. <laughs> so we're now at Cam's lab and Booth walks in. Um yes. inappropriate. Uh Booth calls the victim Mr. Tub Olard. Rude. Anyway, <laughs> that's fine. Um, so Cam is sifting through all this fat and me- and weighing the fat and measuring it, whatever. And Zach walks in and he is mm as excited about this jar that he's holding as i am about this episode he is <laughs> he's so excited um it's mm. literally a jar of brown goop yes. um which he tries to get booth to guess who is not in the mood and at the end of this scene with zach booth is like how about we go back to you not talking to me again <laughs> poor guy poor, poor zach. zach anyway this is actually the victim's wallet which is so cool. So this is like every ID piece, any cash, credit cards, whatever he kept in his wallet. It's all in this jar, completely emulsified. Yeah. Um, which apparently they hired water sifters to come in and I guess go through the body. So that's actually who had found that. Yeah. Anyway, it's kind of irrelevant that I'm giving you this much detail, but it is so cool. I thought that was awesome. Um, <laughs> Cam opens her big mouth once zach is basically done his talking but he's still standing there so what the fuck cam shut up um she's like so you're back with your ex booth okay (laughs) inappropriate do you find that inappropriate just that it's just like (sighs) these people it just drives me nuts no boundaries this is a workplace brutal 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 but we'll find out later why yeah we will it's relevant it is most relevant we'll get there regardless booth is so mad about this yes like who told you turns out bones is a big gossip so she's the one who told cam no i wrote down that cam is a big see you next tuesday for bringing this up i need to tell mark he'll be so excited about that Mark hates Cam. Hates her. I know. So funny. (laughs) It's hilarious. Um. So Cam actually, based on what? Okay. Other than being a giant, see you next Tuesday. Um. She is (laughs) doing something very exciting, which we were just talking about. So she actually kind of has figured out what this victim's body type would be. She thinks that he's an ectomorph, thin, linear, narrow features. Um. Which how that actually spoiler alert does not help them at all but anyway that's fine (laughs) um but it is cool that she was able to figure that out sure it does sorry we need to talk about the fact that we find out something insane at the end of this scene Uh and that is that cam and booth have definitely boned in the past cam (laughs) brings it up (laughs) yes so okay who has booth not had sex with 
Sorry, we're back at the forensics platform. Do you want to take it away? I can keep going. <laughs> Who's allowed to have sex with whoever he wants? He's a oh, yes, man he is. swinging he wild is strong... in Washington, D.C. He's beautiful, tall, dark, <laughs> handsome, sultry, sexy, smoky, gorgeous, whatever. He can have whatever he wants. It's fine. He's a strong, independent man. <sighs> My thing is, is I think Cam in this scene shows that she's jealous. Jealous and totally like because Very she's judgy. Jealous. Very judgy, bitchy, and jalouse. I said jalouse. Jalouse. She's so jealous that she allows her professionalism to be completely put aside. Which that was her whole thing. Like she she wants to be professional. You work with Brittany. Yeah. It seems like a very good rule. Rule number one. (laughs) Regardless. Rule number one. We're back uh, with Brendan and Booth, and he is mad at her for telling Cam about rebecca he tried to deny it with brennan and then brennan anthropologizes anthropologizes him i call it <laughs> yeah he starts talking about you know sexual needs and whatever i didn't really get into it about the species and their needs and everything yeah that's know, not necessary a, breaks it down <laughs> during this time she's also obviously examining evidence and she discovers during this exchange with booth that the victim is not elderly after all but that da, 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 this da. person suffered from brittle bone disease. Which is also called OI, which they right. say from here on out. And I kept getting bothered about what it meant or what, what OI stood for. It means osteogenesis imperfecta. Mm-hmm. So we'll just call it brittle bone or OI. I don't know. But now everyone knows what it stands for. Interesting. Bothering me so, so much. if you break that down, osteo is bone. Genesis is like, it's like genetic, right? It's in the gene. Yeah. And imperfectus is obviously flawed or imperfections. Yeah. So interesting because that flawed tells bone just genes. by the name, it means like it's it pass it gets passed down. Interesting. Yeah. Oh yeah, true. I never really thought um, about that. So Brandon asks Angela well, to check a database for brittle bone patients in the area. Yeah. And well, Brennan and Booth are having this little tiff, and Angela notices their little tiff. <laughs> oh, yeah, because they can't shut up usually, and they're standing there in silence, barely even able to, like, stand beside each other. Oh, yeah, they're not talking. So Angela's like, what's no. going on, you guys? There's something wrong that you guys are not talking. There's obviously you guys are in an argument. And then Brennan or Angela finds a bunch of kids on this list of brittle bone people, and then they don't find an adult male. So they figured since the bone disease is hereditary that they would try to match it up with uh, the the kids with their parents, with the father. Yeah, exactly. And then they find a bunch of, uh, they get all the names and addresses and they divide and conquer basically. Like Angela says, shall I print off a list of people you need to hit up and talk to? And Booth's like, yeah, give us two lists. We'll go our separate ways. Like that's how bad this fight is. It's so bad that he's willing to break FBI protocol because I'm sorry, can a forensic anthropologist go door to door interrogating people? I did not think so (laughs) by herself. Where is Cullen? Is he still in his grief? I guess maybe he's, yeah, maybe he's on compassionate leave or something because maybe, maybe. Booth is boning during the day. He's wild. He's going wild. He's doing half of his work. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <It's funny. laughs> oh my god what 
what a what a rush this is a great episode okay so you're so funny we, i love this episode so much yeah. so it cuts to brennan um she's ringing a doorbell to a house and this woman opens the door this lady her name is mrs siever mm-hmm. and she has a nice young boy who has a cast he is mm. the child from the list that has brittle bone disease Mm-hmm. turns out this woman mrs siever um her husband larry also has brittle bone disease and he's been missing he left on a business trip like he does every week um on thursday but he never called and at this point it is monday morning so this guy is mia mm. they brennan does a pretty good job i think of dealing with the situation um basically saying like do you mind if i borrow this photo and letting her down easy telling her we found a body so i'm i'd like to take this photo just to to compare it to the remains we have basically right doesn't make note of the fact that the body is literally liquid (laughs) which is awesome (laughs) it means that brennan's grown she's grown she has grown she was she didn't she just said we found a tub full of uh we found your husband liquefied in a tub. Gloop. We found some gloop. It might be your husband. It could be, but uh, I'll let you know. Just Never anyway. Know. So, Brennan and Angela are checking out the top of the skull by the angelator. Yes. Brennan's holding this frame photo saying, I think that this could be him. They're kind of comparing. Looks like she's got the guy. And Booth walks in and says... Hey guys, got our guy. Yeah. Does he, Kelly? Does he have I don't know. Guy? He walks in with this, shows up with a family photo that's exactly the same as the one that Brendan picked up, except there's a different woman and a different kid in it. They keep saying this guy, Larry, was his name's Larry anyway, right? We know that already. Yes. Um, they keep saying he's 35 years old. I'm sorry, but this guy looks 50 he yeah. looks like he's 50 like for sure <laughs> like yeah, does no, brittle bone disease make you look old i don't know maybe maybe i'm just so, looking up i want to i want to look on google maps so this guy had families in both virginia yeah and maryland and i'm just curious yeah. how far these places are from each other oh they're not far at all no no so this guy could just be like like Baltimore, Washington, Philadelphia, New York. They're all kind of together. Like they're very close. Kind of close. People get on the highway okay. and drive there all the time. Like people will go. Oh yeah, they're like, like right beside each other. Okay. Baltimore so this is this is reasonable. New York City to Washington. You ever okay. see the show The Wire? Yeah. Yeah. I've so watched all of it, but I've Baltimore. seen the whole first season. Okay. In Baltimore, but they spent some time, a lot of time in Washington as well. Yeah, I guess they're all kind of, it's all small states there. Yes, okay. exactly. So they figured our 35 year old dude, yes. tell me about him. He just looks 50. <laughs> He's not looking good. He's really not looking good anymore. But uh, his name's Larry Seaver and or Turner, and he is a commercial electrician. Sleaze. All those electricians are sleazes. (laughs) I wrote these notes like two weeks ago, so I don't know why I wrote this, but I wrote, ooh. Ooh. 
Oh. Probably because old Larry's got two wives. So um, Booth interviews, uh, brings in one of the wives, the wife that he didn't meet that Brennan met for questioning in his office. He just interviews her. The woman is visibly distraught. Brennan is in the office during this interview and keeps clearing her throat, really obnoxiously trying to get <laughs> Booth's attention. It's brutal. And like shifting her eyes over, like tell and she's her, being tell so her. like scooby-doo about it like seriously it's like out of a cartoon and then they go to the corner of his office not even far enough away from this woman to have this secret whispering moment where she's like are you gonna tell her like basically your husband has two families boom 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 he's like no regardless he thinks that the reason he's not telling this mrs uh i think he's talking to mrs turner turner yeah yeah um the reason He's not telling her the truth about her husband is because he thinks the wives might be in cahoots with each other. Yeah. He just wants to leave those <laughs> options open. Sorry for the <laughs> listeners. Brittany almost dropped her microphone. It was it's falling. Because I, I have the microphone sitting. On- oh, my God. <laughs> sitting not on even on puffs. a stable. How are you <laughs> no, even doing that? Balancing it carefully. It's, it's like the a, perfect tower, height. a microphone tower. <laughs> Okay. Oh my okay. God. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> we were having an important conversation. Yes. So there is. Oh God. This is the funniest <laughs> thing. Go on. Booth is actually Booth. So the FBI is so smart. They decide to bring this woman in. Like he's like, watch it. The watch the trick I have up my sleeve. So he tells this woman, Mrs. Turner. Oh, why don't you go grab a coffee in the visitor lounge? which does not exist. This is the interrogation room and they've just set it up to look like a visitor lounge. There's two, um, there are two FBI agents sitting in there and they're able, is, Booth and Brennan are able to look through the, listen, the two-way this or one-way glass. This is the weirdest sting operation I've ever seen in my oh, life. Yeah. So like you said, they've set up a waiting room or like an interrogation room to look like a waiting room and they have like, People there with chairs and a coffee maker. It's like absolutely so elaborate. Like how much time do they have to set this up? Do they just have this? Is this unlimited like funds? But maybe this is something they always have there to like catch maybe. people. Yeah. Yeah. Because they want to see in a completely um, open setting, I guess, whether Mrs. Seaver is going to act like she knows Mrs. Turner. It should be fairly obvious if they know each other or they don't. And spoiler alert, Mrs. Seaver sits down on the couch across from Mrs. Turner, and it's like they're in two separate rooms altogether. Like, they don't acknowledge each other until Mrs. Seaver starts crying and Mrs. Turner offers her a tissue. But, like, that that's it. Like, it was just like a, it was a compassionate gesture more than anything. Yeah. While they're watching this go down with Mrs. Seaver and Mrs. Turner. Um, Brennan decides to, or sorry, Booth decides to open, sort of give an olive branch to resolve their conflict. And he does so by letting Brennan know something that is truly none of her business. Um, and that is that he almost, he had almost married Rebecca. He had actually asked her to marry him when she got pregnant and Kelly is shaking her head and she does not 
Brennan does not deserve this information. No, no, he she at does this not. point. No, at this point, absolutely not. So Brennan seems to know this already that he had prepared that he had um, proposed to her when she got pregnant because he said that he wanted to quote unquote do the right thing. Don't we but already she, know this? She, I thought we already knew as well. But she, Brennan didn't know why she said no, basically. And it kind of turns out that Booth doesn't really know why either. He kind of was justifying logically, like his job wasn't so great for a baby and she wanted to start her own career and she wanted to finish graduate school. But Brennan is kind of like with a baby by herself that doesn't really make sense so basically we find out that booth is getting himself in this very complicated situation where he still has feelings for brennan not in the way that he used to like he wouldn't want to marry her or sorry you are freudian slipping all over the slip Yes, sorry. So he still does have feelings for Rebecca, but not in the same way that he did when he proposed her. So it's more of like a they're co-parenting and they are friends with benefits, basically. But he's kind of thinking that maybe he this isn't someone that he can have sex with freely because regardless, at the end of this, we anyway, just I'm going out on and on about this. Brennan has no empathy at all for him in this no. situation. And oh they just God. end the conversation. They watch the women through the glass. They figure they don't know each other. They don't, they're not acting like they, they're not giving off any kind of body language that would suggest yep. that they know each other. So next scene we have, we're back in the lab with Cam and Angela who are discussing the case while Cam is examining the remains some more. I asked, why is Cam doing this? <clears throat> yeah i'm not sure it's she's outside of her she's, she's outside of her guy. area no she's not a bone guy she is not i think maybe it could be because brent maybe this is supposed to be like while brennan is at the interrogation was how i kind of justified it i guess so um, angela then cracks a joke this is angela i have to give her this i thought angela she's was great this episode great Yes. She was making me laugh, and I don't know what the problem is. Like, she makes a joke about finding out, like, being at the funeral to see the women meeting each other for the first time and how she'd love to go and think it would be really amazing. Yeah. Really, like, a big... It uh, would be. Fireworks. And Cam is oh, yeah. being such a hard ass. Oh, yeah. She's like, can we at least show some <laughs> sense of decorum in here? <laughs> like, she's always cracking jokes. I, mean, I don't understand why oh, yeah. everybody else can't have a good time. But she anyway, just called Zach old McZacky two seconds ago. It's fine. Also, we find out the victim was killed with what was that, Brittany? How was the victim killed? What What was that called? Say it with me. <laughs> Blunt force, force trauma. trauma. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> Um, for some reason, Zach kind of pipes up while she's, while she's saying this, she's like, oh, I think it could be blunt force trauma. And he's like, I'll second that <laughs> like from across the room. I'll second that. Yeah. I see a V shape here. I didn't notice that. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. But okay. Yes. Angela makes some comments. That's really the only thing that they, 
that they kind of say, we already know that there's corrosive elements. Hodgins makes some comments about exactly what was in the tub. That's fine. They found some shards of copper that they believe were from the fixtures. Keep that in mind. We're going to talk about that later. Mm. Um, they find a wedding band, which is braided gold and platinum, which Mark made a comment that this guy can't, can't be an electrician. That is ridiculous. Why is he wearing a metal ring while he's doing his job? He wasn't Although doing perhaps his job, he though, was just at the time. he was exactly yeah he was off work I guess but yeah anyway yeah Mark yeah Mark <laughs> poor Mark <laughs> he's upstairs <laughs> why is he uh, a poor Mark today no he's fine <laughs> okay he's <good>. great <laughs> um anyway Angela keeps making comments and basically Listen. she's like oh shit I'm gonna go to hell aren't I and Hodgins is like I'll save you a seat. <laughs> And they exchange a look. Like, first of all, this is oh, after Hodgins yeah. walked in with a bunch of pieces of copper he keeps finding in the remains. He keeps finding all these little bits of copper. Yeah. And Angela keeps making jokes that are quite funny. And I'm like, these jokes are good. Like, I don't know why everybody isn't laughing their asses off. And I yeah, found them funny. And she and I love that she doesn't give a shit. Like Cam just told her not to do it. She just keeps oh, yeah. doing it. It's so funny. It's because she is she is on Brennan's side through and through. And I think that she thinks that Cam is this like, see you next Tuesday. And she doesn't care about her <laughs> and how she feels. And she feels like she can't get fired. So yeah. whatever. Whatever. Well, we're at the construction developer's building now. Yes. And Booth is approaching the secretary, Chloe Daniels, at her desk. This nice lady wearing a very old style of two chopsticks in her hair. And she is just beside herself that Mr. Sweet Mr. Seaver has died. Tell me, Kelly. Uh, What's on your mind? (laughs) You're never going to write a... I'm never going to let you write a mystery novel. You'll give away the murderer like... (laughs) Within two seconds. First of all, second. I love spoilers. Uh, Booth meets with the. I know you do. You have to know the ending all the time. You're so funny. <laughs> Booth meets with the developer. His name's Pete. We met him earlier. Who was like the He's guy our, who barfed in the sink? <laughs> yes, the guy who needed a root canal. That's why he was late for work. And he has nothing nice to say about Larry. And Booth's like, you know, you're giving me a lot of motive here. And then the developer claims that, you know, basically he tells Booth that Larry owed him a lot of money. And he said, as much as, you know, I hated the guy who owed me all this money, but I'd never kill him. I have a code. There's a code. Yeah. And the code is never, you can't squeeze money out of a dead guy. And Booth makes a comment that, you know, not it's not just your code. <laughs> it's like kind of a mafia thing to say. Yeah. And Pete's trying to say, well, no, it's actually in my code. Like I think <laughs> like he has it written down somewhere. <laughs> no, no, you can look it up. <laughs> exactly. So regardless, the developer claims uh anyway, Booth asks him for a bunch of paperwork. He says, No problem, here you can have it all. He's very cooperative. He's super helpful. Very, very cooperative. cooperative. I at this point didn't really understand why he would want Larry's old paperwork and stuff, because to me this guy would just be getting invoices from Larry. Like this guy's a contractor from for Larry. Like this isn't Larry's bookkeeping. So I yeah. thought that was a bit odd, but anyway, that's, that's just me. Yeah. But we end up back at the lab in the autopsy bay with Zach and cam. 
And Zach thinks that he stumbled upon an anomaly, which looks like a splintered ulna bone, except it's ivory. So there are these, there's this little stick that has a, a stick of ivory that has some sort of pattern on it that Cam is saying, give that to Angela and see if she can come up with an idea of what it is. She wants Zach to go back to the um, crime scene with photos that she had taken of the blonde forest trauma to figure out if there's anything at the crime scene that could explain that, that maybe would be a weapon that would match that, that marking. Um, anyway, Zach walks away and Hodgins approaches and Cam is super, super unprofessional. And so is Hodgins, but Hodgins is always funny. Hodgins kind of makes a comment like, Oh, you're going to let him go out in the world by himself. And Cam says, we'll pin our phone number on his shirt. And then just keeps going like, oh, what do you have? Like, no, Cam, you can't say that. Rude. I thought that was funny. It's funny, but like Cam has been giving Angela shit this whole episode about being inappropriate. And then she makes a comment. She's more responding to Hodgins than she is. Fair. To. I'm just trying to hate on Cam. I'm not going to hate on her any more than I already do. Like she's not, she's, she's burying her own grave here. Cam. That's true. Well, we do find out something very interesting. Hodgins had run onto the platform because he had found under the ceramic stopper um, when he emptied the tub a very, sort of the very tip of a um, plastic glove. Yes. Could this be a break in the case? Da 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 da. Okay, enough out of you. <laughs> Regardless, I just think there might be some evidence with this little tip of a rubber glove plastic yeah. gloves so the next scene we have booth coming into brendan's office brennan's sitting on her couch booth comes into her office and he kind of crouches down behind her couch like so he's kind of hanging over the anyway the back of her couch and they're very i guess they're friends again <laughs> close yeah they like each other again. Everything is very fine. casual. It's like super cash. And then Cam walks in. They're having a whole discussion about the fact that there was a huge insurance policy. Yeah. Larry had a huge insurance policy with one family. And then he had some kind of death benefits with the, the other family. So the women have motive based on the fact that they were going to get a huge payout upon his death. Yeah. And then, um, that's when Cam walks in with this tiny little piece of tiny a little glove. Very small used condom. That's what Booth calls it. Booth calls it a used <laughs> condom. Just like, no, Booth. It's a, the finger of a rubber glove found at the bottom of the tub, and she thinks she can lift prints from it. She said, if there's prints in here, yeah. I can lift them, which means they could determine their killer with those gloves. I just thought of a joke. Yes. He should have said, oh, no, wait. She should have said, yes, yes, Booth, this is the condom that we used when we engaged in coitus. Listen, (laughs) if this was a real workplace, a couple of things probably would (laughs) Would be different. (laughs) No, I'm saying if these people talked like that, I, I could see a scenario where somebody would say that, like. Cam's from New York, like as if you wouldn't say, yeah, Booth, you left it at my house last night. Exactly. Like, say, 
<laughs> Just kidding. It's a fingertip. <laughs> Not even. I'll just make just that leave joke. It. That's how you do it, which is what Cam Missed was doing with Hodgins. When yeah. she said, oh, we'll put a number on his jacket. Don't worry, Hodgins. We'll take care of baby Zach while he's out on the field. <laughs> but it's like, I thought that was so funny. Yeah, for sure. It would be a hilarious joke to me. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that you find my humor funny. <laughs> <laughs> now you just have to tell Mark that you think I'm funny. Oh, God. <laughs> No, he sometimes finds me funny. Okay, sorry. So we're back at the FBI, and now we are. Greg doesn't laugh at any of love, my jokes. It's okay. Mark sometimes laughs at my jokes. So, sometimes, most of the time, it's like, "What did you just say?" He does not laugh anyway. at my jokes enough. I'm just gonna say that right now. I'm complaining yeah. on air. Greg doesn't laugh at my jokes. I am it's, very funny. I am also funny. We are mm-hmm. funny. We're funny. Okay, so we're at the FBI. Yes. And they are fingerprinting the two wives mm-hmm. um, just to it's either to rule them out or to prove that one of them did it. Basically, um, right. they do have this glove now, which is their only lead at this point, because Larry is a pile of goop. Yep. Um, so they're just getting the fingerprints of these two women. And they. this is kind of a cool this is filmed in a kind of a cool way, I thought. Um. They kind of like show them getting fingerprinted and then it kind of shifts to the other, to the other person. Anyway, it was just kind of a cool filming method, but basically they end up in the same room. Um, Brennan Booth and Miss Seaver and Mrs. Turner are now in a room and it's time to tell the ladies what's going on. And oh Mm. man. They are not happy. Also, why would they not wait to find out the results? So Booth actually finds out that the print that was pulled doesn't belong to either of them while they're in the room after they find out that both of them are married the to the husband. same man. Yes. But before all this happens, Brennan kind of gets cold feet about Booth yes. telling them in this moment. And then Booth's like, you've been nagging at me to do this. And she's like, I don't nag. And he goes, oh, well, actually, it's an anthropological inevitability that women gossip and nag. And then he leaves. I forgot. And I was like, Booth, I'm so disappointed in you, A, but also sick burn. The but women... also sick burn. Yeah. <laughs> the, the women are, I'm going to talk about these women later, but... They find out they're married to the same man. They start freaking out at each other and fighting. And Booth tells them oh to cool God. it. And then Booth gets a call that confirms, like you said, the print and the glove isn't theirs. And then my question is, how in the hell did they get those results so quickly? And yeah, like, can you imagine how many fingerprints they have to do at the FBI on the daily? Yeah. And this is why is that this was just such like, a priority? Sure seems like a low priority but that's fine also dead electrician these two women yes are holding the photos and they're like whose kid is this like hello are you stupid obviously this child is has been birthed by this other woman that you're sitting across from i know but they're just in shock they're like oh my god like Whose kid is this? Like, what's going on? There's a kid? Oh, my God. Like, you know, it's like ah, really crazy. How could this happen? Wild. True. Wild. Okay, fair. Somehow, Brennan ends up excusing herself in this room. So she's outside the room while Booth is dealing with these two hysterical women. Yes. And when she comes out, Rebecca is there. And Rebecca's like, oh, 
Like you're Dr. Brennan, right? Um, I just thought this was so funny. Yes. Yes. Tell me more. Why why is she there? Oh, Mm. I have no idea. Where does Rebecca work? Why is she no idea going to the FBI without an appointment, getting a pass? Yeah, sure. Booth will see you. No problem. Like as if Booth wouldn't know she was there. As if somebody wouldn't call and go, yeah. hey, there's this woman here named Rebecca who's here to see you. You don't have an appointment with her. Like they have to, she has to go through a whole process to get yes. into this building. I would think so because it's not exactly like they share a kid, but this isn't no, his but wife. After you go that through would this be conversation, there all the time. after you go through this conversation, can we just, I'll just go on it real quick because it's like, whatever. No, tell me. Basically, Rebecca's there to see Booth and Brennan's like, oh, don't go in there now. It's really bad because he's got the two women and they're fighting about yeah, her husband. Yeah, not good. <laughs> and then Brennan gets all kind of like science and like, I'm sorry, like, it's not good. It's better than bad, but it's not good. Better. Like, and she's like, it's okay. She's like, you're just like Booth said you are. And then um, she's like, what? Like, in what, in what way? Like, what do you mean? <laughs> And then Rebecca says, okay, well, just tell him I drop by or tell him I'll call him later. First, there's my first. Could have been a phone call. This is my first thing. Is he, she not texting him, telling him she's on her way? She just wanted to have sex with him in the FBI closet. No, that's stupid. <laughs> Regardless. So she starts walking away. Brennan catches up to her and says, hey, wait a minute, Rebecca, I have a question for you. So basically Brennan, typical Brennan, drops this bomb and just says like why didn't you marry him and then rebecca i have to give her so loudly though in the middle she asked this question in the middle like in front of the elevators not very close to rebecca shouting down the hallway why didn't you marry him and then why the way that rebecca responded was like the way that i assume somebody responds to a child uh she just kind of like is a bit taken aback by the question like who the hell are you like asking me this question yeah rebecca in this moment i have to give her kudos because we don't i don't know how much we see her after this but i was impressed with how gracious she was like how she was very open to telling brennan why she didn't marry booth several reasons obviously wanted her independence boom 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 thought she would lose herself if she got married to the guy for the wrong reasons knows that she made a mistake you know years later that she should have married him when she had the chance but they let they they lost their chance they basically the moment passed they lost their chance things are too different now the dog is here tiki what's up hi tiki come and yeah so she was again very gracious to tell her all that i thought considering yes. she doesn't even know this woman it's her first time meeting her there he is yeah sorry it's good oh hi tiki. tiki it's it's very gracious of her to say something but i think that part of the reason she did say something is because she had never heard i guess that booth doesn't know why they didn't get married right right Right. And so I think that that's why she's willing to divulge. Like this is someone who Brennan is, I guess, someone who Booth talks about quite a bit and yeah. who maybe she trusts because of that. And she sees that, that he um, does talk to her about stuff of importance like that. It's I just, guess, yeah. I, I don't know. It's, it is a 
very awkward conversation, but at the same time dealt with very well by Rebecca, by Rebecca. She handles it really well. But ultimately at the end, once Brennan kind of says, well, he worries that he doesn't make a good father because you didn't marry him because sniper. Yeah. Yeah. And all those things. Booth or Brennan tells Rebecca Booth thinks you didn't marry him because he would be a bad dad. Basically, I'm not a good father. So then Rebecca changes her mind about seeing Booth and says, oh, hey, by the way, don't tell him I was here. She leaves. So what was the purpose of this whole trip to the FBI? Yeah. There was no no point. It's silly. Next, Next, we're back at the lab. The tub's almost empty, empty. And we have Hodgins, Brennan, and Booth. And Hodgins opens his big mouth and is like, so here you're uh, back with your ex. And then he kind of goes off about how his son must be thrilled and how he finds marriage hypocritical. But, you know, like maybe the son would benefit. And he's just like putting his foot in his mouth. It is brutal. Fortunately, Mm. Zach walks in and kind of cuts this conversation short. Sorry. And Zach thinks that he has found the um, cause of the blunt force trauma, which is blunt a junction box. Force trauma. So there's a junction box with a single brown hair embedded, which would have been on the floor. So then they're thinking maybe this guy would have fallen back mm-hmm. and hit his head. This is the first time that Booth is in the room when they're talking about those copper bits from the tub that we that we were talking about before. And yeah, Booth because identifies them. Going all over the evidence, and then Hodgins is dumbfounded. He just doesn't get like what the hell are all these little copper bits I keep finding? Yeah, because all the fixtures seem to be pristine. Like they have scratches, but like no huge gouges out of them that would explain all these little copper bits yeah booth realizes that it's actually birdshot which apparently is compressed copper that's frangible so it breaks apart on impact i didn't know what that was right anyway so they think that maybe he got shot it sent him flying backwards caused him to hit his head in the junction box and given his condition because he has brittle bone disease falling backward would have been fatal yeah so they seem to think that they have That's a little their theory. situation going on. And oh my God, next scene, Angela is freaking hilarious. This is wonderful. <laughs> um, they are looking at a couple scenes ago, we were talking about how there was that white, that, that ivory stick um, that had some indentations in it. So it turns out that this appears to be a hair oh, um, chopstick. Yeah. It's a chopstick for your hair. Or it's hair. got like markings on it. And uh, Hodgins asks Angela, what does it say? He thought she knew what it said in Chinese. And she said, uh, oh, it says uh, what makes stupid men think woman no speak Chinese. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. I was like, oh, this is gold. And, and he goes, I thought you were half Chinese. <laughs> she's like oh i thought you were half swedish so show me speak some swedish to me i know it's like oh my god she's on fire in this episode she is on fire but it does turn out that okay obviously it wasn't larry's because he had nice short hair Hmm. um yeah 
looks like we need to go and talk to that lady that I spoiled a little bit earlier. Um, that was wearing <sighs> chopsticks in her hair. Exactly. Got to go talk to Chloe. So we're in the car with Booth and Brennan. They're on their way yes. to meet up with this woman, Chloe, who was told that she was going up for burgers with friends. And Brennan's like, why are we going to see her? He's like, because she puts chopsticks in her hair, blah, blah, blah. So they show up at this place called the Beltway Burger. I don't know if it exists. Can you look that up, please? I can look it up. Also, Brennan says something so disgusting. We need What'd to talk say? about it. When? She says that she... Want, and that's not really actually disgusting. It's just, it's such a weird phrase. She was saying, because Booth confronts her and is like, why would you tell Hodgins about me and Rebecca? And she's like, well, it wasn't me. I'm assuming it was Cam. And the only reason I told Cam was because I was trying to engage her in social intercourse. Intercourse Gross. is a word, Brittany. It is, but engage her in social intercourse? No. Intercourse is a word, Brittany, that people use, and it doesn't always mean sex, okay? Just like... Okay. When someone well, I guess says that they, I... Just like when people say they want their needs met, it doesn't mean sexual needs all the time. Okay, fine. I have many needs. <laughs> it is a fictional restaurant, but they're, well, based on where they are. But there is a Beltway Burger in um, uh, Texas. There's also a Beltway Burger in the show NCIS. Interesting. Which is It must just be a thing. Who knows? Regardless, they show up and there's Chloe wearing the chopsticks in her hair, being a ditzy blonde. Like, hey, you're oh the FBI God. guy. How are you? Blah, blah, blah. And she's trying to be all innocent, act all innocent. And then Brennan's like, so how far along are you? And apparently Brennan could tell by the way Chloe was walking that she is pregnant. Which I don't know if that's actually true because she was only 14 weeks pregnant. So she's like just into her second trimester. Exactly. I feel like the baby's not heavy enough to actually impact your walking, but maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Regardless. But who is Chloe eating with? Tell oh, me, Kelly. Who pops around the corner with trays full of burgers and drinks, but are Mrs. Seaver and Mrs. Turner, Larry's two wives, with their children, all oh. having a nice meal together? Oh, boy. And get who? Sorry, just uh, to clarify, who impregnated Chloe? Oh, it's just uh, Booth or Brennan just figures it's Larry. Everybody thinks it's Larry's kid. Larry's a busy boy. I lost you. Your your um, microphone's on mute. I think. Did you hear it falling? No. <laughs> what happened? Oh, did I, you I, mic drop? You did oh, a yeah, mic drop. I mic dropped accidentally, but Shit. it applied. <laughs> because Larry is the father. Larry, you are the father. But, um, okay. We are on scene, tw that was only scene 20, and we have 26 scenes. So as you can tell, things are not done yet. So yeah, how do they This meet? is at the point where I kind of lost track of my notes. I was trying okay. to hurry up and do notes to meet you. And then I was like, I can't believe there's more time I got left. you. This is insane. Uh, I got most of it, but go on. Okay. I have another question about what happens next, but they, yeah, where, where do they go? They go to the interior, at the, the interrogation yes. room at the FBI. Except I really it actually liked, looks like an interrogation room. <laughs> yes. 
I really like these interrogations, how they sort of switched back and forth between the women asking them questions. Yes. And I loved, I don't know if it's Mrs. Seaver or Turner, the one with the dark hair. Mrs. Turner. She was my favorite. Larry's she is wife. great. She's awesome. I love how she's like, so, ugh, she doesn't like Chloe. Like, she's just kind of like, ugh. Like, now she has yeah. to deal with Chloe. Well, was their also, story? Chloe is the weak link. Chloe is the yes. weak link here. So that was her fingerprint in yes. the glove. And, and her chopstick. she lost her chopstick. So, like, get it together, Chloe. We would have gotten away with it otherwise. <laughs> um, Chloe claims that she had no idea that Larry was married, but yet these other two women, so Mrs. Seaver and Mrs. Turner, they had met up um, before they met Chloe because they had both taken their kids to a special needs um, playground, which I guess this is stupid that I was even trying to look up how far apart these two places are because close enough that they could take them to a, a specific playground. That's um, wild to me. Though. Together at close. the same time. It's very yeah. close. Um, both kids have brittle bone disease, so that's why they would want to go and use that, um, that park. Imagine so how they soft met, everything they... is. Oh, so nice. Probably so nice <laughs> on your feet. So they were just chatting, kind of like being friendly at the park. And then they kind of realized like, oh, both of our kids have brittle bone disease. Oh, this is a coincidence. That's a coincidence. Oh, my husband's name's Larry. And then they figured out, wait a second, this guy, this is the same Larry. We're married yeah. to the same person. Yeah. Um, and so what they did was they ended up, once they got over the initial shock, then they decided to follow Larry the next morning and he right. went straight to a motel where Chloe was waiting. So another, a third person, which is ridiculous. Um, and then they ended up. Who is this Chloe. guy? He must be oh, really charming. Super charming. Or like he must have BDE. I recently. Learned <laughs> yeah. Big dick energy for those yes. who aren't as, um, in with the uh, lingo as i have learned oh as you are okay as sure, i am me. yes sure, um, sure, sure. yes i'm young Go and hip it. yes you are <laughs> okay so basically long story short turns out all these women they all say that larry yes they did all these things they put they found his body there they put him in the tub this mrs turner's late turner lady is an eighth grade science teacher so she she knew how to mix the chemicals or whatever to get his body to decompose and but we're adamant yes we did all these things but we're adamant when we got there he was dead he had already killed himself he had a gun still in his mouth right but wait a minute how could the gun still be in his mouth booth doesn't buy the story at all he thinks that these women already should have a dozen oscars because they were very convincing to begin with listen i'm with booth. yes these women were amazing. I was convinced. Even as the actors, like I thought the actors were great because they oh, did yeah. this, the whole thing. It's like your job as an actress is to know this person, but pretend you don't know this person. Exactly. But then there's like this meta level of like, you know this person because you're an actor and you're working together and you know them already. So it's like, there's knowing, really not knowing, knowing. It's, I thought that was a really, they did a great job, like, of pretending not to know each other, especially the two women, you know? Oh, yeah. Especially, like, oh, here, have a tissue. I know. You seem sad. <laughs> like, oh, they did great. It was so good. Um, 
just because we want to throw a wrench in this whole interrogation and everything, once they're done, Mm -hmm. who approaches them? Rebecca. Rebecca walks into the hallway. My question and my notes at this point were, was, does she work at the FBI? (laughs) Oh, maybe. Do we know where Rebecca works? We don't know where Rebecca works. So maybe she does work at the FBI. That's how she's able maybe to just I stop in. Maybe close-up shot of her badge. See if it like says she works there. If it says I don't know. visitor or not. That's a good question. Yeah. But she Booth is questioning why she's there. Um, uh-huh. And she's basically there to put an end to their sexual relationship. Um, by tell- and, and she tells him, which is helpful that Brennan had that conversation, even though it was inappropriate um tells them how he's a wonderful father and parker is such a lucky kid they confirm to each other no we don't want to marry each other but we need to co-parent for the sake of parker so let's we're done with getting together friends with benefits let's focus on our son and otherwise live our separate lives and the way that this conversation was great i thought it was really really mature listen Rebecca is so sweet here. Again, she comes off sh- smell like a rose in this episode. I wish someone would break up with me this way. <laughs> They're like so amicable and nice. And I was just like, oh my God. Oh, that yeah. was nice. No, she did so, she did so good. And you even at the end of this, like he literally is looking after her, just he's walking, watching her walk away. And he's kind of just like smart, like, he just seems happy. Like, even though yeah. this situation is sad that they're not going to be spending time together that way anymore. Right. He seems satisfied with the the way things ended. Yeah. It was great. Well, okay. We're back at the, the medical legal platform and Booth is playing around with this gun that's there because when the ladies had found the gun, they yeah. decided to take it with them and bury it in the backyard because they didn't want to throw it into that vat of chemicals. Right. Probably a smart idea also helps to prove that they did not kill him. Right. Because there's Um, no, what was the evidence or something that it was. Anyway, at the end of the day, their theory changes. They have this whole discussion about the evidence that's found on the gun, blah, blah, blah. And then they decide at the end, after having a couple of theories, this is why, I mean, the twists and turns are just crazy. It's a lot. The next and last theory is is that he was actually dead before he was shot. So this was actually, so it was a suicide to cover up a homicide. A homicide to cover up a suicide to cover up a homicide. (laughs) Exactly. So, yes. So basically, once they come up with this theory that's so twisty, Cam Mm. walks in and she gives us the evidence to end all evidence. She has... What she says is a tooth. Brennan corrects her and says it's a crown. Not just any crown. Yeah. Is Cam is saying, oh, were any of the women missing them? No, no. This is a man's crown. Yeah. And do you remember who had a root canal? Could it have been Pete, the contractor? Why, yes, yes, it was. So cut to the construction site. We end up there with Pete, Booth, and Brennan. Yeah. And at first, Pete just seems to be like nonchalant. Oh, look, you're here to see the crime scene. Like, okay, go ahead, have your lunch or whatever. Go away, workers. Let's uh let's chat. 
Brennan approaches him with this like super bright flashlight and is like shining it in his mouth and is and confirms that this must be that he has a temporary crown so this the tooth must have come from him yeah and so it's time to get arrested you did it they come up with this whole theory they say and it sounds right that the women had called him to confront him while he was meeting with um pete while larry was meeting with pete then larry got this phone call which got him all frazzled and obviously he had other more important things to worry about like his whole life falling apart other than the fact that he just scammed this guy out of eighty-five thousand dollars, so he was disrespecting pete pete pushes him yeah and because of his brittle bone disease the him hitting his head turns the out impact. to be fatal yeah the impact of it is fatal and so he put this gun in his mouth to try to make it look like it was a suicide but then the women had found Larry like that and then put him in the tub. Yeah. So basically he makes a comment that if you don't think too hard, like because they're like, how could you not feel bad about doing this? And he's like, a person can live with anything if they don't think too hard about it. But mm-hmm. I'm wondering how, like, how did he get in the tub? And Brennan just looks at him while he's getting cuffed and is like, you know what, Pete? try not to think about it (laughs) i thought that was perfect um so why did the women have to dissolve his body that's the thing i i don't what's odd to me i guess would they have found the body and then gone to go get the chemicals and then come back or did they come prepared with chemicals and they were planning to kill him yeah like Like, i'm confused by that like they're gonna confront him but were they gonna kill him and also why not just leave him yeah they still get the insurance he's already dead exactly i the way that i interpreted that was they came with the stuff to kill him that they were (laughs) planning to kill him but fortunately we're gonna talk about it but they are gonna get off pretty easy because they all have kids but and because of the ridiculousness of the situation but yeah. this is an awesome scene between angela and hodgins coming up and they're in angela's office which i didn't really you don't get to see that often um and the tub is in there for some reason is that which angela's has been office? completely emptied i think so hmm. I, th- I wrote down that it was angela's office maybe it wasn't anyway we have comments about this scene first of all hodgins is sitting in this tub which has now been cleaned which maybe we decided at the beginning of this scene that maybe that's not that gross if it's like thoroughly clean it's like a six foot long gorgeous cast iron enameled tub yeah this thing is humongous i would love to take a bath in something oh, like that looks wonderful um i'm looking at hodgins it. makes a comment that he's happy to have angela back because he she's back to judging him for his gross behavior well no because he she says i can't believe like there you would never find a woman with three husbands because it's like who wants three husbands? Yes. that's ridiculous and then hodges yeah. makes a comment that a, a man wouldn't be stupid enough to be duped by a woman like that and then angela starts you know getting mad at him like whatever these women weren't stupid like what are you talking about yeah and then hodgins is happy that he she's back to judging him back to judging him. him yeah 
And he says, ah, the woman I know and love. Uh, and then there's go. a huge pause. Yes. Where Angela's kind of like looking at him like, what? In a purely non-romantic, happy to be judged way. And no. then it's like, oh. Angela, listen, I'm going to say this. Angela is loving this. Loving oh, yeah. Loves the attention. She loves it when, no, but she loves it when Hodgins does this and like puts his, like embarrasses himself in this way. Oh, 100%. It's not that she, she, yeah, she likes the attention probably, but also it's like. It's cute maybe a little bit to her. She just thinks it's funny how he just constantly digs himself these holes, you know? Yeah. And she doesn't dig him out. No. Well, he, he's trying to dig himself out there and then, and she makes a comment about how lean the market is out there and yeah. how it shows how lean the market is out there that these women allowed themselves to be duped by this guy. I and agree. he's like, I resent that. I'm, I'm out there. And she's like, you certainly are. <laughs> Which is interesting because at this point, yes. we're now five episodes into the season. And yes. I am thinking yes. that something is going on between these two. They're giving us something to talk about. Talk about. Do, 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 do. A little mystery to figure out. Figure out. <laughs> well, it's certainly a mystery, and I can't wait to see what happens. Oh, it's just a mystery, is it, Brittany? It's a mystery. <laughs> what? I'm, you told me no spoilers. I know. So. <laughs> I still stand. So, it's fair. <laughs> so, Brennan and Booth end up having a conversation in Brennan's office, and She's asking him how it ended up with Rebecca because she had walked away when they were having their conversation at the FBI. Right. And he confirms that they're not going to be having sex anymore. And it's it's too hard for him to just be sleeping with her. And it's too hard for her to just be sleeping with him. It's too much to lose. Um, and she... And basically says to her, like, I appreciate the way that you're supporting me. And he, oh my God. And she's like, well, I'm sure Rebecca's not your only option for satisfying your biological urges. And then they hold very sexy eye contact. And then Angela interrupts them. Like, have Bones and Booth slept together at this oh point? Oh my God. You are still on this, eh? Well, have they? Did you see that look? Well, this curious. whole thing is interesting the way that they look at each other during this conversation and he explains to her like it's not just about satisfying needs it's like a lot of strings there's a lot of not at stake there's a lot of things yeah they're standing really close to each other and being standing like, very close intimate and if you should slip i will keep my mouth shut about it so like she's just being very sexy yeah it's interesting because <laughs> it's like they're talking about that their relationship i don't think they've slept together Brittany. honestly no oh i just got that vibe because i'm like oh no i see what, what you, you mean? mean but you know what david has that vibe all the time like that's just True. his vibe his, he just walks around going bedroom eyes like all the time bde <laughs> i gotta use my lingo now that I know what all the young kids are saying these days. And BFT is blood force. Mama! <laughs> what is BDE? What is BFT? 
EFT <laughs> is blood force trauma. Get with the program. Oh, but now I know. I got to mm. tell everyone. Yes. Um, well, Angela breaks them up. <laughs> yes. Breaks up this sexy eye contact that's happening. And her and Hodgins want to make sure that these women aren't going to go to jail because they're not really culpable. They, like they never filed a claim. They didn't really try to screw over the insurance company. Um, so it turns out anyway, a long story short, the DA is going to offer them probation provided that they show remorse and attend counseling. Right. Um, which is actually pretty decent considering what they did to Larry's Considering they melted his body. That's like desecrating remains, right? Exactly. Tampering with a body and all that. Just tampering evidence and stuff. No big deal. Um, and then Angela is like, Hey, you know what? Booth. Good job. Cam tells me you're back with your ex. And he's like, oh my Lord, where is Cam? I need to go talk to her. Yeah. And talking he does because uh, cut back to a hallway, similar to the way we started this episode. And sounds like someone's having sex. Oh yeah. Bounce chicka wow wow. chicka wow wow. Which is a huge mistake after tonight. And bone, or sorry, Booth and Cam are boning. Which Bones is not there. Just no, Bones isn't there. Booth is there boning Cam, which yes is shocking to me. Shocking, like that escalated very quickly, very quickly. And also, I didn't realize. I think I like I said I've watched this whole series and I completely forgot about this like relation not relationship but about this like these interactions between them i forgot that this was even part of their story Jesus mercy. so i don't know what to anyway, tell you but let's talk about it <clears throat> booth is getting laid a lot is what happening is, is what is happening so that's the end of our episode yes it is and oh my i think that was the shortest episode we've ever recorded well we're not done yet baby still have oh, we're to not. talk about how we feel about this episode i have made i know it how you clear, feel Kelly. you love this episode you tell me tell me how you feel tell me what you want what you really really want it's not my favorite i'm sorry i um why i do like the direction everyone's going in okay i like the direction that it's going but i felt still that booth and brennan are disconnected they're not quite there not quite there like last season they ended with her in a hospital room with him you know in in two bodies in the lab like things like that like all those moments they had that were very (laughs) two bodies in the lab (laughs) Like they had those very intimate moments and they were getting to know each other. They were doing all that stuff. They were making huge leaps, bounds, like in their relationship. And now I just feel like it's sort of reached this stagnancy or it's been arrested on some level. Like their their relationship is kind of plateaued. And this whole booth having, I know what they're doing. The Hodgins and Angela thing is a distraction. Booth having sex with randos all a distraction distraction it's all, it's all meant to deflect from 
the main relationship that we're all waiting for. So don't From tell me what season. Chemistry. Don't tell me the season that it starts, please. No, I won't. I honestly don't even remember. I feel like it's a castle situation, though. Did you ever watch that show? Yes, we've talked about this show. I hated her so much. She actually, she got fired, or she le- there was some scandal with her that end that basically ended the show. But anyway, that took they forever for along. Castle. <clears throat> yes. They didn't get along. Which they is so took... weird because he seems great. It Well, okay, here's the thing. Does he? Does he seem great? Uh, I don't know. Maybe he's not so great. Maybe, Maybe. like, I've heard him not treating her very well. So Oh, that's not good. You know, so you can't believe everything, right? Like, True. Maybe she's difficult but maybe he is too you know what i mean exactly it's like did you ever watch the new iteration of lethal weapon the tv show i started watching it It, i thought it was pretty good actually listen the guy who plays uh come on i don't remember what their names are the mel gibson character it's Cobbs. no it's oh riggs and riggs yes briggs and shaw riggs and shaw I think it's Shaw. Anyway, the guy who plays Riggs, that guy got canned, but it was, they had major conflict. Murtaugh. 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 Thank you. Riggs he did? and Murtaugh. <gasps> oh, the drama. Look it up, girl. Season one of Lethal Weapon. They were they did not get along. <clears throat> the guy who they played Riggs got, got canned? Oh, yeah. Because Wayne's had more pull i guess even though the guy who played riggs is actually an incredible actor and then they replaced him with steve no what's his face uh sean michael sean scott sean william scott yes who's wonderful i love him but yeah the guy who played riggs i he's a great actor he was in another show that was quite intense that I can't remember. I have no brain today. I can't think of like shows that That's I used okay. to watch and everything right now. So that guy, Clayton or something, I think his name is. Clean Clawford. Clean Clawford. He's a real Southern dude. Yeah, you should read the, some of the drama they got up to. What? Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> so interesting. But, I, did, I, I only watched like the first season. I didn't see anything. Well, because they only had, I think, the one. I think they ended up having like four seasons. Yeah, but not with him. Not with him. They replaced him with Sean William Scott. That's so wild. Yeah. <clears throat> or season I hear three, that, seasons, three seasons. I hear that Wayans was awful too. Like he was just, wow. It didn't last because oh, really? Wayans is just, he wouldn't do stuff. Like he didn't like doing stunts. He didn't want to run. Didn't want to do things. You know what I mean? Like he's just very oh, like. That doesn't really work for that show. No, not for an action show at all. No. And then. Anyway, it was just, everybody has uh, different experiences, you know, and you can't, you have to kind of believe things to a certain degree. Yeah. It's somewhere in the middle, you know, it's always in the middle. Oh, for sure. I was looking up while we were chatting who directed this episode. Thank you. Because I really, really liked this, the way that was filmed. Yeah. Like you brought up the way that it, the interrogation scene was done. 
Yeah. That was really, really cool. There were a couple, even like the fingerprint scene done similarly, where it's kind of like you cut between the two um, characters. Yeah. So this was directed by a gentleman named Stephen DePaul. And this is the first. That's a name I haven't heard yet. No, I haven't heard that either. So this is the first episode he directed of Bones, but he's going to direct eight or seven more episodes after this. Um, eight in what? total so we'll so have to many? see if we can identify it is a lot so we'll have to see how many we can identify um as it, like his directing style also i thought that was kind of interesting apparent bones is back on prime by the way it didn't oh it came back okay so i don't know what happened weird <clears throat> i was trying to find who wrote the episode so we have a scott williams who wrote it i'm looking at his um repertoire okay nothing crazy he wrote castle though look at that he wrote an episode of castle for sure there we go lots of like without a trace ncis lots of tv crossing jordan now there's a show oh i love that show show. i love that show so much we should recap crossing jordan that would be so fun oh i love that show oh like every week with my mom that's one where i couldn't wait for them to get together oh god that that took a long time though that took a long time long time like till the end i think basically so we liked the episode we loved the director the writing was great angela i want her to be like this all the time it started when she did the was it boy in the shroud i think so the episode uh, that we dropped last not the last one but the one before um where she walks into a room and it's like hey guys want to see something cool like she just <laughs> she seems to be really fitting into that sort of character that they said she was last season but she's finally being that character like being kind of like arty creative and fun and like doesn't give a shit what anyone thinks and you know what i mean it's just a huge turnaround for her character i found her character very annoying in the first season but she's awesome in this season yeah and i think that her pairing her as a scene partner with hodgins often He's not having as many scenes with Zach, more scenes with Angela now. I think that that's a really good combination. I think the two of them work really well together. Hodgins is becoming a much better character. So you liked it, but it just wasn't your favorite. No, I think it, there's more, there's more that can be like better can. Oh my God. I can't fucking talk today. You know what? I think, think it could be better. I was just looking up who played yeah. Rebecca. Rebecca is oh, I played what by she... Jessica Capshaw. Now, it's interesting because her mother is Kate Capshaw. Listen to this. Capshaw. And I think, there we go. Jessica Capshaw, siblings, children, spouse, parents. Kate Capshaw. And Robert Capshaw is her father, but her stepfather is Steven Spielberg. What? Yeah, Kate. I knew Kate Capshaw was married to Steven Spielberg. I just wasn't sure if she was married 
Uh, let me see. Maybe she's 1976. When was Kate That's married so wild. to Steven? She's still married to Steven Spielberg. Yeah. I had no idea. So her first, she's her child from her first marriage to Robert Capshaw. So Jessica grew up with Steven Spielberg. Isn't that wild? That's so wild. Wild. That's so cool. So that's her stepdad. Basically, yeah. That's so cool. Wow. Okay. I just don't know when Kate married Stephen. It must have been. I've known 1991. Oh, 91. So that means, okay, so Jessica was older then. 91, she would have been, she was born in 76. So she would have been a teenager when she met Steven Spielberg. Interesting. So it was before she got on the show. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I've always known Kate Capshaw to be married to Steven Spielberg. I don't know. I've just always known that. It's like in my mind. I know. I know these stupid things. I know. Stupid. That's not stupid at all. That's so, that, that was such a, that's a really cool fact. She hasn't actually acted in a lot of things. Why uh, would she Capshaw. doesn't have to? Yeah. She's she actually doesn't... only, she, you said you don't know if you're ever going to see her again. Yeah. Um, in Bones. She's only in two episodes of Bones. And that's it then, because she was in one so last. We're never like... going to see her again. Oh, yeah, so that's just it the two, for Rebecca. mother and child in the bay. Well, they had that's to get rid Rebecca. of her, you know, because otherwise Booth is tied to someone, you know, and they it's better if people are single, you know, in these types of shows. Do you watch horror movies at all? I watch psychological thrillers, but not horror. Yeah, I've been trying to get back into horror movies. Especially now because it's October. So we watched like Halloween Kills the other day and I watched Hereditary and I watched, um, what's that one called? It's called, not The Orphanage, but it's, um, damn, not The Changeling. Is it scary? It's it's (laughs) with uh, Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga and they play this couple that... uh, they investigate supernatural occurrences and there's like this crazy story and it is called something and everybody's hating me right now because they know the name of it. And I should just look it up while we're talking. Uh, Do it. I'm sorry. Did I look it up already? I didn't even watch it. Oh, wow. Look at me. Uh, what do I want to look up? I'll look up Patrick Wilson. That'll be the easiest thing. Also, I'm the worst. I said that she hasn't been in a lot of things, but um, she was in 224 episodes of Grey's Anatomy. So although she's oh. only been in 27 shows, that's a lot of episodes of one show. <laughs> it's called The Conjuring. So that, that's the name of it. Sorry. The Conjuring. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's terrifying. I'm, I used to watch horror movies all the time. I used to read horror novels. Okay. And... I don't know why I just got off of them. And then I have this thing where I don't want to watch them by myself. So yeah, I don't watch them when I'm alone. <laughs> oh my God. Of course not. I literally like, if I watch something scary and then I'm home alone with Wayne, I'm like, I just heard a sound. What was that? Did I put the alarm on? Well, we're recording this in October right now. This will be released later, but I was just thinking how much I 
would love to get back into it because I, you know, they're fun. They're fun. And some of them are like, I don't know what kind I like more. Like slasher films are fun because it's like, ha ha ha, look how they're killing this person or whatever. It's really like all the kills are funny. I don't like torture porn. That's something that doesn't interest me. I don't like movies where like you're in a house by yourself and somebody breaks in and yeah, it's like, no, <laughs> none of these things are for me. We have a different definition of fun. I do like the supernatural ones, vampire zombies. I like, okay. Yeah. Um, I can get behind that where it's like a non, it's like an obviously not real religious situation. ones are fun. Those are fun too. Okay. You know, like exorcism type stuff ghosty ghosty ones Ugh. i love ghosts yeah i like the ghost ones the best one i've ever seen and i heard somebody talk about this other day and then we'll sign off it's called the changeling now this is going to be too old for you because it's like okay from i've the heard 70s okay sorry i'm just looking wayne is moving around yeah carry on it's called He's the change around all good the changeling i feel that like i have a... did they remake this recently probably but the changeling is the original changeling i apologize it's from 1980 not the 70s they just don't hmm. make them like they used to you know yeah they remade it in 2008 yeah but it's not i'm sorry but scored by clint eastwood what god that guy this must just be a like... different movie oh yeah no. how old is he who clint eastwood oh yeah oh no this is not the same no no the changeling from 2008 is 92 the The changeling from 2008 is not the same as the changeling from 1980 okay good to know changeling from 1980 is after the death of his wife and daughter in a car crash a music professor staying at a long vacant seattle mansion is dragged into a decades-old mystery by an inexplicable presence in the mansion's attic. Yep, pass. <laughs> it's so good, though. It's super creepy, and there's one scene in particular that I re- like. I still like. I saw this movie many, many years ago, and I've seen it a few times or whatever. But there's one a couple scenes that are classic, like horror movie scenes that people use to this day. You know, like yeah yeah they're horror tropes them. now but that's one of them in that movie there's a couple of them really good regardless oh my God. so how do you feel about all that good about the episode we're moving on to the next one everybody's having yes. sex everyone's having sex there's lots of sex going on yeah maybe with angela and hodgins we're not sure seems possible based on their conversations their, uh, their conversations yeah exactly what we'll does see. Mark want to say about this electrician thing? Just that he wouldn't have worn a metal ring. I think that was the main thing. Okay. I think he had other comments. I honestly don't remember. He's sleeping say, now. Thanks, Mark. <laughs> we'll have to All get right. him back when there's a construction oh. episode. We'll have to get anytime. It doesn't have to be a construction episode. Anytime. It's totally fine. We'd love anytime to have him. that. Cam is being a see you next Tuesday. We'll get we'll get exactly. Her on, so let's hope she gets off that boat soon because I'm tired oh, of it too. I'm over she here must, this because I rolling my eyes. Oh my <laughs> god, I'm so sick of it. <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> I feel like she has to get better because I don't remember her being like this. 
There's nowhere to go but up, darling. Yeah. Oh, she hit rock bottom. Old McZacky. <laughs> On that note, thank you for joining us uh, for this episode of Squint Squint Cast. <laughs> we'll get it. We will. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Squintcast with me, Kelly Booth, and my and your new friend, Brittany Elsner. The Bones theme is performed by The Crystal Method. They can be found on Instagram and YouTube at The Crystal Method and at thecrystalmethod.com. Intro and outro music is by Twisterium at Pixabay. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok at Squintcast. Email us at squintcastpodcast at gmail.com. You can find me at fab underscore empire underscore on Instagram and TikTok. Brittany can be found at Brittany81523 on Instagram. See you next time.